What is up, After Hours Entrepreneur? Mark Savant here, thrilled to have you here with me in the lab today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today we're talking all about how to get on event stages, how to prepare, and how to actually execute your speech. This was one of the primary conversations that we had in Clubhouse this week. I host a Clubhouse room every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. And I felt like this message was really important. There were a lot of really great things that were shared. But in particular, I just wanted to kind of cohesively bring about this strategy because getting on event stages is a great way to meet new people, build your confidence, and build your credibility in your niche as an expert in your niche. The more stages you get on, basically, the faster your business is going to grow. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's a great way to get new leads. So sit back, relax, and really get ready to get thoughtful about how you can get on stages and really build your business more quickly. Before we get into the episode today, I want to talk to you about something that's been weighing really heavily on me. I started my social media journey about three and a half years ago, and it's evolved a lot since then, different projects, trying a lot of different things. A lot of things worked, a lot of things didn't work. But there have been a lot of like really lonely and down places where I felt like I'm not good enough, I'm not getting enough support, I'm not making enough money, things aren't working. And it, it was a really, really hard place to be at. And I've been trying to find ways that I can help more people really take it to the next level. I get into a lot of phone calls with potential clients who want to be coached, that want to be mentored, that want to bring their business and, and podcast and show and social media presence, they want to bring it to the next level. And they see what's happening over here at Mark Savant Media and, and they want to be part of it. The problem is I have to turn away so many people because they just can't afford the one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I, I've been thinking, how can I actually serve this audience? How can I serve you? How can I give you more tools to level up? And I'm so excited to officially announce the Better Content less time workshop. I really want you to come along. I wanted to create something that fills in all the gaps that I didn't have as I was coming up. Sure, there's tons of podcasts and YouTube videos and I'm creating a ton of content, but it's not cohesive. So it's, it's just kind of like you're flipping through channels on the television and some stuff is interesting and important, but you're not getting the whole picture. So at the Better Content Less Time Workshop, we're going to completely transform the way that you see yourself, your clients, and your systems so that you can really achieve your goals in less time. I wasted thousands of hours. I wasted thousands of dollars. I was lonely. I was in a really dark place, and I do not want you to be there. You don't have to be there. You can create better content in less time, and you can reach your audience and start making income in less time. I've made more money in the last three months than I did in the last three and a half years. And I don't say that to brag, but I do say that because the the things that I've learned over the past three and a half years, I, I didn't have it didn't have to be that hard. The problem was I didn't have two thousand dollars or three thousand dollars to hire a coach. I just couldn't afford it. And I want to provide you with the tools to be successful. So how are we gonna transform you? It's a six-week program with four live interactive group training sessions with me. We may be having some guests come in as well to help. And we're going to be going through the six different steps of the Better Content Less Time Cycle. We're going to go through clarity, planning, recording, editing, posting, and engaging. The whole gamut. I'm giving you everything that I've learned. 
going to be providing you with checklists, guides, worksheets to help you think and get through these challenges faster. You're going to be part of an exclusive community of like-minded entrepreneurs and creators. And if you're in there, if you're working it, I'm going to give you collaboration opportunities with myself and with other people that I know. I'm also going to be promoting you publicly because frankly, if you're here, if you're committed to working on your business, I want people to know about you. I will connect you. I will do everything within my power to make sure that you're successful. I want you to be part of this workshop. I want you to be successful. You've been thinking about this. You've been listening to the podcast. You've been watching the videos. It's time to start working in your business. It's time to start working on your business. You do not need to go it alone. You do not need to waste time and money. You do not need to keep trying the same thing without results. That's insanity, and I know you're not insane. So join me for the Better Content Less Time workshop. There's a link below to sign up. It is $250. That is it. It's $250. So get out of that lonely place. Stop thinking about it. It's time to pull the trigger. If you can't invest $250 in your future, what are we even doing? Why are you even here? Why are you even listening? So join the Better Content Less Time Workshop. We have a cap of 24 people. That is it because I want to make sure that you get the intimate and in-depth experience that you deserve. Join the workshop today. Connect with me. Connect with my network. Connect with an exclusive network of your peers. It's time to stop going it alone and it's time to be part of something bigger. It's time to start working on your business instead of in your business. Click the link below and let's get started. Okay, with all that out of the way, let's talk about how we're going to get you on event stages today. Let's go. Speaking at public events and venues is one of the best ways to grow your business, reach new people, and fill your funnel. Today, we're going to talk about how you can find and land speaking gigs the proper way to prepare for the speaking engagement, and how to actually speak when you get that job. Let's get into it. Yo, by the way, here at Mark's Font Media, we help you create better content in less time. If that's you, you need to hit the subscribe and hit the like button right now. All right, let's get into the episode. So the first step in this process is actually getting booked for a gig. So we, we really need to start with the question of why. Why do you even want to get a speaking engagement? Is it because you want to impact your local community? Maybe you want to network? Maybe, and, and the most common reason is you're trying to get new business. You're trying to gain new leads or new subscribers or more listeners. So at the very first start of this, you need to be clear on why you even want to or need to speak. Now that you're clear on why you want to speak, it's really important that you're at least credible. What is your skill set? Is there a mesh in this skill set? If I'm a digital marketer, I'm not going to go speak at a cooking conference. Maybe. We'll get into that in a minute. But be really clear on your skill set and why you're actually qualified to speak. And by the way, even if you're not ready, you probably should still apply anyway because you're going to get tons of experience. I found over the years that you're, you're never ready. Okay, you're never ready. You're never ready to charge more to take on that new gig, that new job, that new challenge. But what happens is the harder you push, the faster you get to the result you want. I'll give you a perfect example. If you lift weights, you're not just going to sit there with the same weight every time. You're constantly pushing yourself to lift heavier and heavier weight. 
It's the same thing with public speaking. It's the same thing with these engagements, right? Even if you don't feel like you're ready, as long as you have something to say and you can bring someone up a level, book the engagement and get into it. So let's get a little bit deeper on that. So after we've answered these first few questions, now we need to think about who our ideal audience is. And in if you are effective at locating that perfect audience, the engagement is really going to meet your, your why, why you're even speaking in general, okay? One of the things I would recommend is don't speak to your peers, generally speaking. Most people are trying to gain new leads for their business or new followers or listeners. So you don't really want to talk to your peers, peers that are competitors in your niche, but rather you want to speak to the people that you help. I'll give you a perfect example. Let's say that you create and edit YouTube channels for attorneys. You're going to have much better success going and speaking at attorney workshops and attorney networking events and explaining the value to bring to them as opposed to going to YouTube events, right? Because you're, you're, you're speaking with your peers. Now, if your goal is to gain recognition in your community, gain notoriety in your community, network with other like-minded individuals, then by all means, you definitely want to go to those YouTube creation events. But if your goal is to help attorneys improve their YouTube channel, you want to talk to attorneys, Okay, so let's talk about how we can even get in front of these attorneys in the first place. Now, the first thing I'd recommend is go to Google, go to social media and look for events that are coming up probably within the next three months to one year. Okay, you want to give plenty of time that you can actually reach out to the event coordinator so you actually get a chance to get booked. So reach out to these event coordinators. And again, don't be discouraged if you don't get booked. What I would encourage you to do is go at them and start addressing them in the proper fashion. But again, don't be worried if you don't land that gig right away. What often happens with events is speakers drop out. So if you're on their radar, if you're in their spreadsheet and a speaker drops out, that might open up an opportunity for you, okay? So don't be afraid to follow up with that coordinator. If you really want to land that gig, don't bother them and annoy them, but don't be afraid to have a follow-up every several weeks or so. Again, we're reaching out months in advance. That gives us plenty of time to send recurring requests. Now, when you reach out to the event coordinator, don't give a ton of information, but be super clear and super concise. What you really should focus on is convincing the coordinator that you have an incredible message that's going to help really transform and give value to the audience because the better the experience is for the audience, the better the experience is going to be for the coordinator because he's going to be able to generate more cash. She's going to be able to bring in more people next year, word of mouth, et cetera. So really focus on the value that you bring to the audience and the coordinator is going to understand why that's good for them. And honestly, I hate it when people go on and on and on about themselves. Let me ask you something. Have you ever been on a date and the girl or guy that you go out with is just talking about themselves the entire time? It, that is a horrible date. Please don't do that, ladies and gentlemen. However, it is important that you express and explain your expertise to the coordinator. Have there been any other events that you've spoken at? Maybe there's some video. Why are you qualified to speak to that community? Try to express this as quickly and succinctly as possible without blathering on about yourself, right? Again, if you go on a date, it's okay to say, I really like to snowboard, right? You're talking about yourself. But don't just spend 20 minutes talking about your snowboarding skills. That is just exhausting. And it makes you come across as, well, not someone that they're going to want to bring on their show. And I just want to circle back to a point, don't. Be alarmed if you don't get the booking on the first try. 
keep at it. Make sure to follow up. Okay. That's really, really important. I know I'm getting hundreds of emails every day and I just, I just can't get to all of them. Okay. Sometimes I miss them or forget them or I don't understand. So don't be afraid to follow up. In fact, I would encourage you to follow up. Another thing you can consider is maybe starting your own events. And I don't necessarily mean renting out Marlin Stadium and going ham there. What I mean is if you are really clear on your target audience, try reaching out to various groups, organizations, and businesses that have a bunch of them. I'll give you a perfect example. I find that the services we offer here at Mark's Font Media, helping people create better content in less time, is really, really helpful for realtors. And so what I do is I reach out to local real estate agencies and ask to put on educational seminars for all their realtors. This is a really great way of putting myself in front of people that are open, willing, and probably need to pay for the services that we offer here at Marksmont Media. You can do the same thing. Again, let's go back to the cooking example. If you're a master chef and you're going to teach people how to cook better, go find other organizations where people are interested in cooking. And try to get yourself in there so you can speak to the audience. It, this applies across multiple industries. Maybe you're a contractor. Go find a way to speak with a local community center or a local commission. You'll find ways to get in front of more people in more time. And again, the, the better your presentation, the more qualified you are, and the more tenacious you are, the better your chance of actually landing a speaking gig with the right people. Another quick thing, you could even... Find Facebook groups and try to merge Facebook groups together. Again, it's going to take some work to create your own event, your own buzz, but it's going to be well worth it as long as you've addressed the clarity, the why, the who. If you're not clear on why you actually want to do this, none of this is going to work. So again, going back to the top, top shelf, make sure you're clear on your why. Okay, so let's assume that you've actually landed a speaking position. Congratulations, by the way. Pat yourself on the back. That's an amazing, amazing accomplishment that most people will never accomplish. So congrats to you. Pat yourself on the back. You deserve it. But you got a problem now. Now you have to actually prepare for the event. So let's talk about what you need to do to actually prepare to speak on that stage. So first off, you're, again, very clear on who your audience is. But what is the transformation that your audience needs? What do they need? They're here right now. How are you going to get them to there? How are you going to take it from A to B? This is really important that you clarify this because your entire talk, your entire curriculum is really geared around this topic, how you can take your target audience from A to B. After you've clarified what kind of transformation they want and how you can deliver that transformation, start creating an outline. Okay, your outline should hit all the major points and kind of take it in a particular order. And I'm going to break down how this is going to look because after you've got your outline together, well, then you are going to need to prepare some slides. Whether it's virtual or in real life, it's very likely that there's going to be some sort of slides involved. Although that's an important thing to confirm. If there's not going to be any way that you can actually show the slides, you're not going to have those visual aids, you need to know that beforehand. Because, well, obviously, you don't want to spend a ton of time creating slides and a speech revolving around slides if you're not going to be able to have the slides. So anyway, make sure that you communicate with the event coordinator so that you are properly prepared. Okay, so let's assume that you're going to have a slideshow. You're creating your outline. Rule number one, keep your slides simple. I'm going to repeat that again. This is really important. Keep your slides simple. It can be very tempting 
to fill up your slides with tons and tons and tons of information. Because let's face it, you're an expert. You have, you have tons of information to relay. The problem is, as an audience, as soon as I see a slide with a giant paragraph on it and tons of different infographics, I'm going to tune out. Okay. You, you need to be super clear with each slide. I don't, I listen, you want to try to have as few words on each slide as possible because all the slides are really there to do is give a basic outline to the viewer and also help you to kind of stay on point, to stay on task. So you're keeping your slides simple. Now let's kind of talk about what those slides should actually look like. What do you even want to include on your slides in the first place? Okay, so your first slide needs to have a hook. You got to hook your audience in. And a great way to do that is with a bold statement, something that people can't turn away from. I'll use Nike as an example. Just do it. Just do it. It's a bold statement, okay? Another thing you might use is a statistic. 99% of millennials start their home search online. That's a pretty bold statistic. And any realtor, their ears are going to perk up, okay? So use a, use a bold statement. Use a statistic. Maybe it's a quote from someone that will be recognizable by that audience. If you're speaking to chefs, maybe you quote Gordon Ramsay or something like that, okay? So make sure that you have a hook to draw people in to get their attention. The next slides should really focus on clarifying the problem that your audience has. What is the problem? What keeps them up at night? You really want to pinpoint that because that's going to drive an emotion that, that I don't know about you, but there are there have been days along this journey where I've just sat in my bed up at night and been like, why isn't this working? What's going on? How can I make this happen faster? And, and that is a really, really dark place to be in. If you've ever been in a place like that, leave a comment here. I want to hear from you because that is just a, it's, it's a really sad and scary place to be. You want to invoke that emotion because if your audience understands and recognizes that emotion, that problem, that fear is manifesting in them, they're, they're going to be much more engaged in what you have to say. Now, after you've evoked that emotion, I would encourage you, again, we're really clear on what this problem is. I would encourage you to explain what's causing that problem. You know, maybe someone's not getting enough podcast downloads because they're not producing enough or because their audio sucks or whatever the reason is. You, you really want to pinpoint what keeps them up at night and why that might be the problem that they're facing. If you can, again, the better you know your audience, if you can hit the nail on the head on both of these, your audience is going to be completely enraptured and engaged in what you have to say. And by the way, this takes time. It might take you several different speeches and speaking engagements to get your problem down pat because the more you learn about your audience, the better you can address your audience. Now that you've got their attention, this is the time where you step in as the guide, as the person that's going to help them solve their problem. But why should they listen to you? Okay, now it's time to talk about yourself. You have to establish some credibility. Why should they even listen to you in the first place? Do you have a lot of downloads? Are you a master chef? Have you coached any notable people before? This is the time to establish your credibility. We don't want to dwell here too long, but we at least want them to know that they should actually listen to you. You actually have a solution to that problem that they have. So let's recap. You've laid out the hook. You've really clarified the problem in perhaps what's causing their problem. And you've highlighted your own expertise and established credibility. Well, now it's time to lay out the plan. 
And I generally would frame this in maybe one slide that has maybe three or four or five points that you're going to go through. And then we're going to get into the content. Okay. So we're going to summarize. This is the plan. Now let's go deeper. Okay. Now you're going to start going deeper into the actual solution and into the actual framework that they should follow to get their desired result. And after the whole thing's done, you are definitely going to want to have a call to action. Now, in your call to action, you want one, okay? There's nothing that's going to drive your audience crazier than getting bombarded with 10 different things at the end, okay? Now, that's not to say that you can't have like a few different links at the bottom, like for example, at Mark Savant Media with an Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter sign, whatever. That's cool. But what you don't want to do is be something like this. By the way, join my course and follow me on YouTube and buy my masterclass and hire me for services. I strongly recommend against that because you're going to overwhelm them. Again, you want to be as concise as possible on all these slides. You're going to get way more results if you have one strong call to action rather than five weak ones, okay? So really, I would encourage you at the very end of your show, you're gonna to wanna to have one call to action. And because you've already established the clarity at the beginning of the process, well now, now you're gonna be able to give the call to action that is in alignment with the clarity of the problem, of the solution, and how you can solve it. Brilliant, you're all ready, right? Well, before you actually show up on stage, this might sound obvious, give it a few practice tries. Go through it a few times. What works? What doesn't work? I find typically that I go through uh, a several different tweaks on my speeches uh, before I actually find something that really sounds and feels good, okay? So give it a few practice tries before you show up at the event. Okay, so you've found the event that you want to speak at. You've landed a speaking engagement role. You've prepared all your slides and you're prepared. You show up, you're ready to rock. Now you actually have to do the speech itself. So let's talk about some best practices to make sure you have a really effective speech and you're not making some of the really common mistakes that public speakers make. So first off, before you get on stage, your heart's going to be pumping, baby. It's going to be pumping. You're going to be really nervous and that's cool. Take deep breaths and smile. Just smile more. It, it, there's something that happens when you smile, you take deep breaths that make you feel better. Another thing that I like to do sometimes is maybe put in a few push-ups or some jumping jacks. Try to get my blood pumping, my, my excitement rolling because you really want to go in front of the audience with energy, right? That energy is palpable. So deep breath, smile, and, and bring the heat, bring the energy. And I don't mean like pound four energy drinks and get all jittery before you get up there. Just try to like be in that right headspace, however you do it, whether you follow the Tony Robbins or you meditate or do push-ups, just try to put yourself in a, a good state of mind that has high energy and positivity. And again, one of the easiest things you can do, just smile, right? And, and fr frankly, you should start smiling more, way more often, okay? Look, yo, after, right now, just give me a big smile, all right? All right, cool, thank you, I appreciate that. And I think that your future self does too. Another thing I recommend is standing. There, there's something that happens physiologically when you're standing. You get your shoulders back. Your posture is good. There, there are going to be some venues where you're, you're probably going to have to sit, whether that's a Zoom call or something like that. But even if you're doing a Zoom call or a virtual event, you can still try to prop up your webcam and your mic so that you can stand there as well if it's possible. At the end of the day, I find that when I'm standing, I'm a much more effective speaker. And by the way, when you're standing, never, ever, ever under any circumstance, turn your back to the audience. 
do not do it. You always want to be facing the audience, either directly or from the side, but don't turn your back on the audience. That's a no-no. Also, don't put your hands in your pockets. Don't Never put your hands in the pockets. It, from a, a psychological standpoint, when you're speaking to someone that has their hands in their pockets, you feel like they're hiding something. You feel like they're hiding something. You don't want to do that. You want to be all above ground. I like to always keep my hands up and moving. And I, I try to avoid pointing at people and pointing at the audience, okay? Keep your hands up. Don't put them in your pockets. Posture, don't turn your back to the audience. I know it sounds like a lot, but th th listen, this is stuff that you should be doing in your everyday communications regardless, okay? Another thing that I find that the best public speakers do is they engage the audience in different ways. This could be doing live Q&A. This could be asking the audience to raise their hand or hit the like button or leave a comment if they really love what you're saying. It could be that. Maybe you're joking around with the audience. You know, bringing some levity is really key. The most effective speakers are not just educating, but they're entertaining at the same time. And so joking around with the audience is a good way to keep them engaged. Um, if, if you're not funny, particularly funny, that's okay. You don't have to. But if you can bring a little bit of levity or sarcasm or something like that, that could really keep people engaged at a higher rate. I would also strongly encourage you that you're recording, if you're allowed, talk to the event coordinator, but uh, record, take photos, because you're going to want to leverage this speaking engagement to land better speaking engagements, more speaking engagements. Uh, you're going to want to let your audience know, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm doing. It's going to bolster your credibility, okay? So this is something that I wish I would have started doing earlier when I started speaking on stage. Was actually recording it, that's a missed opportunity if you're not recording it. The other advantage of recording is now you have something to learn from. You can go back to your recording in the future so that you can improve. You can find things that you didn't do well and improve upon them. Lastly, just have fun with it. Okay, have fun. I mean, it's. I know it's going to be scary, especially if it's your first time. I actually get nervous every time I go on stage. But you know what happens? You get through it and you're going to be okay on the back end. And this is why we smile throughout the entire experience. Smile have some fun, have fun with the audience, deliver your message that you are an expert in. And again, because you've done the top of the top of the funnel stuff, the, the, the clarity portion, you're the perfect person to deliver the perfect message to the perfect audience. I hope and wish that you're going to have some amazing speaking engagements because it can be an incredibly powerful thing for your business. Go out there and make it happened. I love you. I got faith in you. You've got this. And by the way, if you enjoyed this episode of the After Hours Entrepreneur, go ahead and leave a like, subscribe, send it to someone that can actually get value from this. This is one of the best ways that you can help me, A, but B, help yourself. Let people know what you're doing, what you're about. Show them that this is where I'm at. I am growing my business. I'm not sitting stagnant. I am going to make this happen. You've got greatness inside of you. But it all starts with engaging and letting people know it's what you're about. At the end of the day, go out and create something awesome. And I'll catch you here next time. This is Mark Spont signing off. Peace.